Welcome to another episode of Seeing Them Live, a podcast featuring memorable concert stories from live music fans. Everyone has a concert story, and hopefully, one day, we'll hear yours. Today, we're going to hear Todd's. The three girls ran across the street to the hotel the Beach Boys were at, and uh, my sister ended up getting a cigarette signed by Dennis Wilson, which to this day, she's 72, he still has. I'm with Todd Sherlock today, and um, Todd, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background? I I know you, well, I've known you a long time, actually. Uh, most recently, uh, or maybe not so recently, you're, you're into photography and stuff and art in general, but yeah, why don't you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I, I started uh, working in art galleries when I was like 22, and Ended up working in galleries till I was about 62. And then I picked up a Nikon and just started shooting and uh, started, started entering shows and things like that. So that's been about 10 years. And, uh, you know, I have my uh, photos. Uh, if you want to check them out, at, at Todd Sherlock on Instagram. So that's kind of the background. Yeah, you've uh, done, uh, well, we've, my wife and I have purchased a couple of your uh, photographs, nature photographs. Um, right. And, and you also do some uh, live music stuff as a fan. Um, and we'll get into that a little later. But um, I guess I always start off uh, with concert stories, and you've got a lot of them. <laughs> um, no, sir. Kind of at the beginning. So uh, let's start with the Beach Boys concert, 1964, Todd, with the, you kind of tagged along with your sister and her friends, right? Right. I was 13, and they, they let me come along with them. I think they were 15, probably three 15-year-olds. And that was my first concert. It was in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, another little sidelight, uh, Brian Wilson wasn't in that concert. Uh, he was having some mental challenges, and they had this guy named Glenn Campbell fill in for him. Oh, okay. Interesting. So that's when he was a session, more of a session guy, and, you know, one of the best known, I guess, out, out in L.A. So he was on that tour. That just kind of came to me last night. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was my first one. And then after the concert, uh, I waited for our, our parents to pick us up. But the three girls ran across the street to the hotel the Beach Boys were at. And uh, my sister ended up getting a cigarette signed <laughs> by Dennis Wilson, which to this day, she's 72. She still has. So... <laughs> Yeah, and even more about that, back in 1964, to come home with a cigarette signed by some rock star, <laughs> it, it was kind of funny. Yeah, I guess so, if uh, if that, that's the ultimate in, uh, like, if you want to get somebody's autograph and you you weren't prepared to, to, yeah. to get it, you're like, uh, well, a cigarette, I guess, is technically made out of paper, right? And uh, right. you got to so do what you got to do. 
<laughs> he must have pulled one out and signed it for her, and she put it in like the Ziploc, and it's never been taken out. So, and yeah, of course was, you you've 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 seen the cigarette then. Of course you, you oh, saw yeah. it right after the after the fact then. Oh yeah, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> that, that was that was the first time I ever saw anybody. So then, um, I don't know where you wanted to move to next Todd um but um you know we we can go anywhere with uh I I know you were you had mentioned this uh Herman Hermits show which I I looked yeah. I I did some uh internet searching okay and it looked like it was 1967 so a few years after this Beach Boys concert um yeah you went to see Herman's Hermits where where was this uh being that, was in Madison, that was in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Dane County Coliseum, which still exists to this day. And yeah, that's when hermits, hermits, hermits were like <laughs> the big thing, you know, the pop group. So they had this act called the Who open up for them, and that was when the Who, back in the day, at the end of the concert, would destroy all their instruments and you know, have smoke rising and all this, whether or not it was really the guitars they were playing with, or they just handed them cheap <laughs> things to break up. But I mean, they would kick in the drum set. So that was a little strange. That was obviously the drum set they were using, but I guess they did that at the very first and, you know, that got good press and attention. So right. yeah, they, they opened for Herman's Hermits. <laughs> but you weren't, uh, you weren't expecting that uh, for them to, to do those kind of a like sort of shocking or surprise when you oh, saw yeah, them yeah. do that. I'd never, I probably didn't even know too much about the who at that point. So in 67, who knows that that probably was maybe their first second year. Yeah, that was, I was reading. That was the first time they toured the U S and it oh. was um, an unlikely pairing. One uh, rock, yeah. Rock critic was saying how um, you know Herman's Hermits will be around forever, but but this band, the Who, I <laughs> doubt if they're going to last more than a few years or something something like that. So yeah. um, that so when when they did that, then I guess Herman's Hermits was kind of maybe used to that by by that point, so they weren't put off by them yeah. destroying their instruments. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, that must have been some kind of a recovery then to get the the stage all ready for for the main act, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That being the first tour, that kind of makes sense. Now it would get him some good press, and you know the band that destroys their instruments at the end of the set. So yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool. Especially if you weren't expecting it, you know. It's like. Yeah. Wow. What? What? What the heck are? And that was. I mean, nobody did that, right? I mean, that's in, that's pure insanity. Like you're destroying yeah, yeah. your instruments. That's. Yeah, that was unheard of. So. Yeah. Huh. It's very so that, cool. Yep, that place still stands, and they still have concerts there, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, because I, I was I was reading uh, too, Todd, that um, it holds. Or they were selling at the time like seven, mm-hmm. eight, eight thousand seat arenas. Is it about that kind of that size? Do you recall? Yeah, it, it, to me, it would seem to be maybe a little bigger. But of course, back then, 
they weren't selling seats behind the stage. So mm -hmm. losing all those seats, that probably makes sense. It's, it's not okay. huge. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you have so many things to draw on here, Todd. I'm just kind of looking at my list and the and the dates. I guess I'm I'm uh, yeah. going in in chronological order here. Okay. Um, you uh, you saw the Eagles at a at a racetrack, a horse racetrack, uh, right? Back in 1975, and uh, if you wanted to just chat about that a little bit. Well, that was, they were actually playing for uh, Linda Ronstadt. So she was the, hi the, the highlight of the uh, concert. It was at Washington Park, like you said, racetrack. And, uh, you know, Fry uh, was in, in the band. Um, and she had actually told them after this tour that they should go out. You know, they felt kind of obliged to her to stay up, stay with her on the tour and all that. But she said, you guys got to go out and form your own band. <laughs> so that, that's how the Eagles kind of came about. But, um, you know, I went there that day to see Linda Ronstadt. And uh, they just had folding chairs out on the racetrack and, uh, you know, a little stage, no big deal. And... Uh, so that's kind of kind of a nice story that she said, no, you you guys need to just go ahead. You've got so much talent that you need to go out and start your own group. So that's kind of how the start of the Eagles. Hmm. It's good advice, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't do too bad for themselves. Yeah. Still uh, doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, still, still touring, I think, right? I mean. Uh, yeah. They're whatever surviving members are still left. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, I don't know. We could go to uh, Led Zeppelin in, in Cincinnati. And I, I always, uh, I was telling you earlier, um, you know, all these years I'd seen all these concerts and stuff, and I never had talked to anybody <laughs> who had actually seen Led Zeppelin. And I'm like, I, 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 I didn't realize at the time, but I thought, Gosh, that's that's weird. But um, uh, you saw them in Cincinnati. Uh, you did like a road trip with these guys that lived in your condo building. Was it Todd that yeah. went to lots of concerts and stuff? Yeah, they they had a band, and they were always they always seemed to have a extra ticket and would just say, "Hey, you want to you want to go to Cincinnati? We got to go to Columbus first and pick up a couple guys in college and." I was always game, so yeah, that was, you know, I'm I'm shaky on the years, but <laughs> uh, that was at Riverfront Stadium, Riverfront Coliseum, right next to where the Reds play, right, uh, in, indoor, and so we got there, and it was about a seven-hour wait uh, until they were going to open doors, so, you know, it was a hot summer day, and people were just lined up to get in because they had festival seating. So of course, everyone, once the doors opened, wanted to be the first in to get right up against the stage and on the floor. So consequently, when they did open the doors, there was a rush to get in. They only opened two doors for maybe 15, 18,000 people. 
and people were turning over big metal trash cans and just rushing and knocking people down. Uh, I saw someone go down next to me and I thought, I'd like to help them, but if I go down, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get up. Mm-hmm. So my four, my four buddies and I got separated totally before we got in the doors. And eventually I made my way up to where the two doors were open, but I had to get up on a, on the railing, which was pressing against the plate glass. And <clears throat> I literally had to jump through the door, just throw myself through the door to get in there. So watched the concert by myself because by that time we're all separated. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, great concert, of course, the lasers, that was all new at the time. And, uh, you know, they put on a great show, of course. But then later on, that is the same location where the who coming back to the who is where they did have like uh, 11, 12 fatalities, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was same, same spot. That's why when you were telling me that it was, it was intriguing. Um, I, I was, I just finished reading, uh, this book by Bob Spitz It's called Led Zeppelin, the biography. Oh, okay. And, um, in here on, uh, I've got the page, page, uh, 493, it says yeah. uh, there there was rioting and arrests in St. Paul, Minnesota, when hundreds oh. of ticketless fans stormed the air, arena, and again in Cincinnati, where oh. local papers reported that legions of rowdy gate crashers battled mm. with police, leading to more than a hundred arrests. And I think wow. you know we were chatting earlier, Todd, and it's like if you this is nineteen seventy seven. April. Okay, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, seventy-seven. And you're a fan, Led Zeppelin fan. You don't have tickets, um, yeah. but you and your friends, or well, you actually had tickets. But I'm just hypothetical. Right. Uh, uh, like you know, me for instance, I'm there. My friends, we don't have tickets, so man, eh, you know, you can crash the gates <laughs> and you get in, right? Um, right? Like you were saying with these garbage cans and such, but then. The Who then comes like a couple years later, okay. and I would imagine lots of fans <laughs> who had been to Led Zeppelin shows and other concerts there, you kind of have this mentality, well, you know, if you don't have a ticket, <laughs> you could crash the gate and you probably get in. They're, they can't stop you. So you have yeah. a, a sold-out show. Um, didn't you say that you waited in line for, for quite a while well, to get we- in, right? Before oh, they seven let, hours. Yeah. And <laughs> they lined up for hours. And then gate crashers on top of that, and you open two doors for 18,000 yeah. people. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a recipe for a disaster, and which, which unfortunately did happen at that Who yeah, concert. Like you said, people probably thought, well, it worked against Led, Led Zeppelin. Let's go try it again. Right. But then after the... After the Who, then they pressed for no more festival seating for any concert ever. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more the rush. You know, you wanted to be in the first ten rows or whatever. So sure, you knew you were going to get in and sit sit up in the balcony, you know, on the balcony or whatever. But all those people wanted to 
get into the, uh, you know, right up against the stage. So I think that's what created the biggest. But I, I myself never really heard that, that 100 were arrested at the Cincinnati one. I guess I was fighting my way to get in. <laughs> you, yeah, you escaped the uh, the arrest. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that uh, was unfortunate. I didn't. I was trying to figure out how many years. It, it was a, only a couple of years later all that happened then. We'll hear more from our guests after a short break. Would you like to be a guest on Seeing Them Live? If you have a concert story you'd like to share on this podcast, please visit our website at seeingthemlive.com. Once you're there, click on Become a Guest in the main menu. Then fill out the form and click the Submit button. If you seem like a good fit for the show, we'll contact you via email. Everyone has a concert story. Let's hear yours. And now, back to the show. Well, uh, Todd, you had mentioned, um, you know, one of your favorite concerts, uh, and there's a few, but uh, you'd mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about that Bob Marley show. I think it was in 1978 at the Uptown Theater in Chicago. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I, th- I think, uh, what year did he die? I think 80. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, and that was another one. A buddy just handed me a ticket uh, in my apartment building. He said, you want to go see Bob Marley? I go, I don't know Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of turned me on to Bob Marley before we went. And it was right after he came out with his first album. Uh, so he was just getting known in the U.S. You know, I shot the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that that at the Uptown, of course, Half the greatness. I mean, I think it was one of the best concerts I ever saw, period. Um, but just being at the Uptown Theater, that's been there for you know close to 100 years now, probably. Cab Calloway played there in the 19-whatever. and right. But it was just a regal theater. And I'm thinking that might have had 3,000, 3,500 people total because it was an old vaudeville movie theater yeah i actually looked up the capacity of that time and um it it says it holds a little over 4300 people it's so it was a movie palace they called it and yeah uh, it's the largest movie theater in the country in the u.s Uh, at, at that time you know yeah yeah, like I say, just the architecture, I'm into that, and just the beauty of the of the location, and then to see Bob Marley and the Whalers, it was, uh, I became a lifelong Marley fan after that. Mm-hmm. But then I think he did die, I, I'm pretty sure it was 1980 when he died, so not a long career, but... Yeah, yeah, no, good, uh, there, there's some good video I... Um... I looked up on YouTube a couple mm-hmm. of songs in particular, um, uh, Exodus and Jammin. Uh, yeah, where uh, I mean, someone was right up there because they're right, like, I mean, they zoomed in a little bit, you could tell, but like oh, yeah. right on his face and him playing and just, it's uh, the sound is 
the sound, yeah, the sound is great. Um, yeah. So it's it. I'm always interested, and in, you know, it'd be great to hear the story of the person who snuck that camera in and then was yeah. able to video. You know, it's like um, what the yeah. what the, the we're, trouble we're that, the- you know people to go through to get that kind of stuff in there. You know. Oh yeah, back in the day, all the bootleg stuff. Yeah, we have the very last row, but it was just, uh, like I say, a tremendous concert. So that's on one of my uh, all-time favorite lists, as you say. And hopefully, the Uptown will be coming back. They've been trying to get that rehab, but I think it's a forty million, fifty million dollar job uh, mm-hmm. to get it up and running again. But that would be a great place to. You know, see uh, smaller concerts. I don't, I don't know if the big bands would do it, <laughs> but back then, yeah, yeah, you never know. I, I, I saw, I was there once. I saw Charlie Daniels there with some of my friends. I think oh, it was yeah. nineteen seventy nine or something like that. Yeah, um, the second, the second, and only one. Then after that, I went was uh, Santana celebrating their tenth anniversary. So they're about into 50 years now. So mm-hmm. you can kind of figure out when that was. So that that was a great, great one, too. I love Carlos Santana, guitar playing. And so what uh, What other than Bob Marley, what are the other, some of your other favorite shows and, and why? Uh, yeah, I got, I wrote down last night, uh, well, the first Farm Aid. Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about that. That was yeah, that was 85, and uh, my dad lived in Champaign, so I took my uh, 13-year-old son and my 64-year-old dad. And my- <laughs> so the, this is the first farm aid in uh, Champaign-Urbana, U of right. I, the U of I football stadium, basically. Correct. And that, uh, as you know, had about 35 acts and was over a 12-hour concert. My son and I hung out for the whole thing. And my dad, he loved Willie Nelson and Neil Young. So after they played, dad went back home. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, looking back now, of course, dad's gone, and uh, my son will be 50, so uh, that's just a nice memory. Uh, another one would be Tom Petty's last tour. That one I got to take my son and my grandson. So that was, I, I was thinking last night, that was probably about mid-tour. I kind of looked up some things on that. I think he did 56 dates, but that's when he was having the, he actually had a fractured hip, uh, emphysema, mm. uh, I think some heart problems, and probably should have just, quit the tour midway, but he felt he owed it. It was his last tour, so he felt he owed it to his fans to keep going, and he did all 56, uh, ended the tour in August, and then, as we know, in September, he died. Yeah. So that was uh, just taking my son and grandson was great, but then the fact that uh, it was his last tour was kind of sad. I did get some halfway decent photos of him uh, on stage that night. So, and I still got my ticket stub from that night. So I'm going to frame up a picture of him with the ticket stub. Do you save most of your ticket stubs, Todd? 
yeah, I did. And then all of a sudden they would go to, you know, now they're paper or they're on your phone and they're, it's nothing exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Up, up until the time they started doing paper. Yeah. I would keep everyone. Now getting back to your, um, like just the tie in with what well, was kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting. You were 13 when you went with your sister to see the right. beach boys and then your son, you were saying you think he was around 13 when he took him to Farm Aid. How old was yeah. your grandson when you took him to see uh, Tom oh, Petty? Oh, that, let's see, thinking how many years ago that is already. But he was in his 20s at that oh, time. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought we were going for like the yeah. three, three, <laughs> three, 13, you know. Yeah. That, that, when I went uh, with my mom to see the Eagles, uh, 1976. Yeah. Um, and then she took me to see Pink Floyd in 77. I was, oh, I was okay. 11, 12. And then, you know, she took me to a bunch of other concerts. I always refer to her as, a. she's the, you know, the, there, there's the, uh, the soccer moms, um, yeah. the, the helicopter moms, and then there's the, the, the concert moms, you know, right. moms that take their kids to concerts, which my friends were always like. Oh man, your mom's so cool. You know, she takes you to these concerts. <laughs> so you're the you're the you're the concert uh, grandpa, the concert dad. Dad. Yeah. I remember uh, taking my son to Eddie Murphy Raw. I think it was he might have been a little too young. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we always I always tried to have a concert on on the schedule, and uh, as of yesterday, I do have a ticket to Springsteen at Wrigley Field August 9th. So I've never seen him. So that's going to be exciting. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. My con my son and I have done many, many concerts. Actually last, last summer for my birthday, he took me to Steely Dan and I really hadn't seen them in concerts. So even at 71, you can catch these, catch some people you've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, well, they're, uh, kind of still around in, in various forms, right? Right. Lineups. Um, yeah, I was going to mention too, Todd, you, you've, uh, you know, you've taken quite a few photographs of, uh, some of these performances and you had shown me one, yeah. uh, just, uh, right. As Lisa Marie Presley had passed away, uh, yeah. you had captured a, a really awesome photo of her um, when she had uh, toured, played live. Um, and I was unaware that she toured and, and did concerts until you actually sent me that picture. And so did you want to yeah. chat a little bit about that? Yeah, that was at the Arcada. I think it was 2002, so 10, 11 years ago. I just saw they were advertising for her. And then I, I think I went and listened to a little of the music. I thought, yeah, I like it. I'll go. I think it was one of those $39 concerts at Arcata and the balcony. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, she was really good. Um, her first album, uh, Rolling Stone said critically acclaimed and, you know, wasn't really writing on her dad's tailcoat or whatever. And I think she only had three to four, four at the most uh, CDs. And then she had some health problems. I always hoped she would come back. Uh, she had a tight, tight band behind her, really good musicians. 
And uh, yeah, that one I was at Arcata. I actually uh, got my good camera in with the zoom. So I'm up in the balcony zooming away. I probably had taken a hundred photos and I got tapped on the shoulder. The guy said, one more photo and we're throwing you out of here. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know. She must have seen a red light or something coming from the upper balcony every time I took a photo or something. So they came all the way up to the balcony. By that time I had as much as I needed, so that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well but, that's uh, uh... That, were you allowed to bring a camera in there, or, or they that was yeah, kind of they, iffy? They or? Wouldn't let, you know, they wouldn't let you take, uh, you know, the super long lens in. It's mm-hmm. more like a pocket camera, but that time I did get my 35 millimeter in there. I said, hey, I just walked in. The guy said, no, nah, not that big. I said, hey, I got in. They let me in last time. So he let me in, and, of course, that was the last time I got that camera in. Yeah. That was the problem. Uh, then I would have to go with a small one that almost looked like a, a cell phone. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you had to put all your metal stuff in a basket, you know, when you go into United Center and all that stuff. And it got harder and harder. I I got uh, stopped one time. The guy goes, nope, you got to take that back to your car. Uh. I, I went outside the United Center and I put it under a porta potty <laughs> and went back in. And then retrieved it after the concert. I wasn't going all the way back in my car. That that's quick but, thinking, Todd. That's yeah, uh, it, <laughs> resourceful. <laughs> I think if I hadn't had the phone and the camera, if you just put the uh, the phone the camera face up, it looks like a phone. It's about the size, but uh, they make it they make it pretty tough. But I've got enough to put a book together of different artists, and that's what I was kind of doing that. Uh, with that Lisa Marie photo I had out a couple days laying on my table before she died. So that was kind of eerie. Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a great, you know, check out her music. Uh, yeah, I did. I'm, you, uh, I, I think you sent me some video of her. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was from that show or, or a different show, but uh, you can definitely hear her dad's voice a little bit in, in her voice when she's yeah. singing so it's kind of kind of interesting got a kind of a low gravelly voice like you say it, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I, I play her stuff all the time so that was a good one at Arcata I've seen quite a, quite a few good ones there George Benson Johnny Lang uh, I don't know it just seemed they always had a $39 ticket so like oh America I saw there that was really one of the best concerts I've seen yeah Doing their forty-year repertoire, huh? So it's been bad with the pandemic. I had, the last one I did before the pandemic was uh, Mary Clapton at Madison Square Garden. Okay, and they were saying that was supposed to be his last tour. Uh, so I saw, you know, you were asking about did you ever buy T-shirts and things. That one, I did buy a T-shirt. It only had about seven or eight dates on it. That's all he was doing. Mm. And the last one was at Madison Square Garden. And the rumor going around in the papers that weekend was this was going to be the finale. He's got neuropathy in his hands. Mm. And and then about a month later, he was touring again. (laughs) Yeah, he was cured. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah. So That's funny how that happens. Um. 
Yeah. Any anything else, Todd, that you'd like to uh, to add um, before we we wrap up here? Um. Uh, well, like you say, there's been so many. I've written everyone down that I've gone to, so I'll have to show you that list sometime. Uh, so I mean, each of those would have a story, but yeah, I know it's uh, it's 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 funny when you start looking at these ticket stubs. I save all of my concert yeah. tickets, uh, most of them anyway, and um, you're like, oh yeah, and then you, and then you do a little online search, and there's a lot of stuff out there uh, that set list uh oh, i think dot yeah. fm i think it's called and yeah people populate that live music fans and um boy there's just a lot of information there and then youtube videos and oh, audio, yeah. audio recordings bootleg recordings um it's just you know it's it's cool um you know even when i was listening to bob marley those songs yeah. uh, at that the show you were at i was kind of thinking oh todd Todd's part of this recording. He's cheering away here, you know. Um, it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's uh, just kind of a w- way to kind of revisit the concert that you didn't necessarily expect it to be captured ever to ever hear it again, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've got quite a few of his live ones. Actually, the last I have, uh, it's called Live from Cleveland. And it's the last concert he ever did. It's a two mm. CD set or maybe four albums. Or, but uh, it was kind of sad at the end. Yeah, I'll see you next year, Cleveland. Well, mm-hmm. no, he didn't. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool one to have, his last concert ever. But, uh, yeah, like you said, just uh, you see a ticket stub and you go, oh, yeah, you remember the people you were with? And uh, like you say, you can look. It's kind of fun. Modern day now, you can go back and just say Led Zeppelin, Cincinnati, the set list, like you say, will come up. And right. So. Yeah, it's it's, it's like nice a form form of time travel, sort of, you know, in a, in a right in a way. But. Um, so yeah, Todd. Anything else you'd like to to add when while closing here? We'll have uh, you know link to your. Instagram and, and stuff in the show notes. Okay. And uh, if you think of anything else, just let us know and we'll, we'll get them together. And uh, thanks right. again for being on seeing them live. Really appreciate it. And um, look at that list again now, and we'll maybe you come back and uh, talk about some more concerts with us. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Todd. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That's a wrap for our show. I want to thank today's guests for sharing their concert stories with us. Make sure to check out our show notes at seeingthemlive.com for links to websites, photos, and other artifacts mentioned in the show. I also want to thank my producer, Doug Florzak. The theme music for the show was composed by Doug and is featured on his album, Flagstone. If you have a concert story you'd like to share on our podcast, please visit our website and click on Become a Guest in the main menu. Then fill out the form and click the Submit button. If you seem like a good fit for the show, we'll contact you via email. I guess it's time to head for the exits. We'll see you next time on Seeing Them Live.